0: We want to welcome you to our first ever episode of... The Itali's Disciples. It's Greek for imperfect. Yep. Uh, we are coming to you with being the Imperfect Disciples. My name is Josh Cox. Uh, I'm 27 years old. I went to Appalachian Bible College, and I was a youth pastor for three years. Um, and then I've got one of my best friend here. Uh, I'm Logan
1: Jones. I'm 20. I'm not really pushing 30 like Josh over here, but... Um, yeah, I'm 20, <coughs> but... Uh, I go to West Virginia Tech in Beckley. I'm going for a biology degree right now. And uh, really, this kind of started <laughs> on the night that we came home from that yeah. Mike Tyson fight. Yeah, good um, times. Yeah, it was good. But um, yeah, Josh <laughs> called me on the way home. It's late at night. And I think he says, "We, want, I want to talk to you. Pull over at the post office. And hint. I'm like, okay, what, what's he need to talk to me like this? Did he pop a tire or something? He'd help? Thinking bad. That's good. I mean, I'm, I'm wanting to help him. But... You know, and then I get out, I get there, I get out, it's freezing cold, he's sitting in his warm truck, you know, talking to me, he says, I think we should start like a little ministry on Facebook, of like just videos, and I said, man, that'd really be a good idea, it'd be good to reach a lot of people, and I think it really will, um, so I just hope it does well.
0: Well, honestly, besides pastors, uh, which it's great that now in this time with pastors they're able to put it on uh, Facebook, but really there's nobody else that really does anything on no, Facebook. No, there's not really any
1: devotional, you just kind of so. see...
0: Uh, when I was coming home that day from um, the Mike Tyson fight, um, which I am an avid, avid lover of boneless wings, yeah, he is. yeah, I do. Um, but I just it was like I was coming home, and I was like, I was listening to some Christian music, and I was like, man, it was just like the Holy Spirit. I, mean, I know people's had that feeling where the Holy Spirit's just like, you need to do this. And uh, Logan was one of my students when I was a youth pastor, so he knows it pretty well that as soon as I get a thought, I want to do it now. I don't want to wait. I know what he's going to say. Yeah, you're too old, you'll forget. Man, but uh, I knew I wanted to get this thing started, and so hopefully from now on, maybe every week, we'll try to get a a video out, too. We are here to encourage people, um, but we're also here to kind of maybe even step on toes, because we all need our toes stepped on every now and then, so what the Bible actually and accurately says. Yeah. Um, so we are the Italy's, I said it, we are the Italy's disciples, and hopefully we will be coming to you uh, once a week, not live, because we have so many takes miss, right uh, now. it be an embarrassment, really. It would be, but maybe yeah. one day we'll have a blooper reel. But yeah. anyway, let's get serious about what the gospel <laughs> is. Um, Logan, I know the gospel, if you mean gospel, it means good news. Yeah. So there has to be, what, a bad news? Yeah, the bad news is that you're going to go to hell if you don't receive the gospel. Which is
1: really, you know, Christ died for our sins and you accept him as our Savior.
0: So you're saying, I was a preacher for three years, I try to live a decent life, but you're saying I'm still bad?
1: Yeah. The Bible actually says here in Romans 3.10 that there's no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands or seeks God. So even if you're a pastor, you do good, you help old ladies across the street, it really doesn't matter. God still sees you as bad. And the only way for him to see you as good is through your son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and then the gospel is really Jesus' died on the cross, and it's shown in 1 Corinthians 15. It's going to start in verse 3. And it says, For what I received, I passed on to you as first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was
0: buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. So basically, kind of what you're telling me is that there's a bad, but there's a good. The bad is that, like you said, we're not perfect. We mm-hmm. have sinned for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Nobody can get past that. Everybody has sinned. And so I am bad. We are all bad. But the beautiful thing is, is that you would look at that and say, I'm bad. Like you know, yeah. I don't want to be told I'm bad. Yeah. And people hate that, don't oh, they? Oh, they really hate it. Which would you want somebody coming up to you say That's you're true. a bad person? Um, I I actually had the privilege of, when I was in Detroit for six months on a, a ministry trip up there, that I, we got to go to um, Wayne State University, and they were actually, it was in the summer, and they were going their doctoral uh, programs. And so you got this small-town Hinton boy who is dumb <laughs> as can be talking to Ph.D. students. Um, but whenever, you get, uh, whenever I got to talk to them, pretty much like 80% of them was all about, well, I'm a good person. I do good things, so therefore I should be able to be awarded a heaven. Well, that's what the world teaches, really. It is. Everything but Christianity, really. Yeah, and that's why it's so beautiful is that we have, uh, you love this word, the absolute truth. Truth. He says this all the time. Absolute truth. He talks about the absolute truth all the time, and that is John 14, 6, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father but by me, or but through me, Uh, and it is through Jesus Christ himself, and that was Jesus that was speaking those words." Um, But no, nobody wants to be told that they're bad. Um, But the bad sense has to mean that there is a good, and that is why Christ, as he read in 1 Corinthians 15, is that that is why Christ had to die. It's because we're bad, and he is good, and now he saves us.
1: Yeah, it's not like God saying you're bad, you're doomed to hell forever, there's no way to get out of it. He's not saying that. He's giving you the good news as well, saying that you can accept Christ and still go to heaven. Really, it's almost easier to accept Christ than to have to work for it.
0: Yep. Yeah, just to put your whole faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, because he has already done the work, and that is on the cross. Um, a verse that everybody kind of relates to or knows is John three sixteen For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I know that when you were, uh, even if you don't go to church now, or if you went to church one time, you've probably heard that verse somewhere or you even quoted yeah. it. Um, but it's true is that God loved us so much. That the beautiful thing is is God didn't send his thirteenth cousin. I know I preached this. If you've heard me before, you'll be like, ah, I've heard this, but it is the truth that he didn't send his fourteenth cousin twice divorced, married over six some random but person. yeah. It is uh-huh. his only son. Yeah. And I ask you, you know, Logan, have you had any has anybody died for you? I no, don't think Christ, no. Yeah, exactly. Would uh even you I know you don't have kids right now. No. <laughs> but the future calling hopefully yep. for all of us but if your son, if you have to give up your son, you couldn't do it. It'd be hard. I don't know how to do it. I know your parents wouldn't give you up. I, know. I know Levi, your brother would probably say give up Logan yeah, but probably. but uh, you wouldn't want to give up your son. you wouldn't give up something that is so valuable to you but yet God did that for us and it was the only way he could and that was to put himself or put Christ on the cross yeah um, and it's kind of this weird thing of being born again. Have you ever heard of, like, being born again? That's yeah, it's weird. almost like,
1: do I have to go back in the womb, restart my life? What? Yeah,
0: like, could you be, imagine, like, to somebody coming up to you and say, you need to be born again? And that's what it means to be a disciple, to be born again. And John MacArthur actually preached this not long ago about being born again, is that your physical birth into this world, you contributed nothing to it. Yep. So that is just weird, that if you really think about that. You, you didn't tell your parents before you were born, hey, uh, this is my time to come now. Yeah. Birth me. You yeah. didn't have anything. Weird if he did. It would be, <laughs> but you really didn't have anything to contribute to it, and that's the way it is to your salvation in Christ. Your spiritual or your spiritual birth is because it was all the work of Christ. All you got to do is put your faith in Jesus. Um, but then this guy Nicodemus is the one that actually comes to Christ, and he's the one that actually says, "You know, Lord, you know, I'm a teacher." Uh, I know the Torah, which is the Old Testament, part of the Old Testament. Uh, he's a spiritual elite. I mean, he can quote scripture word by word to uh, Jesus. He can do everything. If you were thinking on uh, terms of us, you'd be like, man, he's probably the greatest pastor that ever lived. Yeah. Uh, and he comes to Jesus, and Jesus basically says, hey, you're not good enough. You're not going to make it. Because there isn't nobody's good enough. There's no way to be good enough. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of think of it, we're both sports fans. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm a big guy, so I don't play a lot of sports now, but I love to watch them. But we do have a basketball player over here. Ex, ex-basketball player. Ex, ex-basketball player. But he did play for the Bobcats, obviously. And uh, he was the point guard. But if you came from a game, you had 15 points, you had 15 rebounds, you had 15 assists... Have a triple double. That yeah, would be awesome. You'd be on cloud nine, and guess what? The state championship. You made the game winner. Oh, the buzzer So good. You would, and then but you come over to the bench, and your coach is like, you know, you really could have played better. You could have done a lot more. It'd be discouraging. No it doubt. would be. Uh, so you can imagine like what Nicodemus is feeling here. Uh, I'm a car salesman, and if I go out and you know we sell 14 cars, and I come back, my manager's like, well, you really didn't do a good job. You could have done a lot more. You're like. What? And that's what Jesus was trying to tell Nicodemus is you're doing all these works, but it's not going to mean anything. You're still going to come up really short. And it's because you have to be born again. You have to believe in me who is going to die on the cross.
1: And it's a beautiful thing just to know that we don't have to do anything but accept Christ. It's just beautiful because I I know that if I had to work for my salvation, I wouldn't be able to get get salvation because the Bible actually teaches that if you commit one sin, you're really guilty
0: of it all. So it's just just something to think about that it's just that beautiful. Really? Well, and it's also if you think about other people that really want to just base it on good works. If you read James and you read some other books of the Bible, it talks about the false uh, gospels and false preachings and teachings. And really, the being a false teaching or believing in a false gospel the scripture tells us there's a literal you hell. You'll be cursed. And you God will, curses yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah. And so that is the scary figure that if you want to base it on a false religion or on a false uh, a gospel, then uh, I just actually heard this the other day from one of my favorite Christian uh, rap artists. Uh, if you swallow the false gospel on earth, then you will be digesting it in hell. And I don't say that to be mean. Um, it's I just truth. say it as a realization. truth.
1: And but... I heard a really good quote by Matt Chandler. He's a pretty good preacher that I like to listen to. And he said that if we characterize the gospel so that everybody likes it, it's not in the gospel anymore. Because mm. the gospel is supposed to offend. Because it shows you that you're a bad person, that you need Christ. And that's that's really the, that's what it comes down to. If everybody likes it, it's not the gospel.
0: Well, let me ask you uh, a serious question. If you believed that you were really good, then would you need a Savior? I said, if I believed that, No exactly but truthfully down I would but I wouldn't know that exactly you would need the Savior but when you think that you're eternally good then you don't think you need a Savior and Mm -hmm. that is what Christ is trying to tell and that is also what Peter and Paul and others have written about is that we are bad we have to have Jesus to save us Um, and the glorious thing is actually in, in Scripture just kind of summarize what we're talking about is the need for Jesus um today I ask you, um, you know, it is through technology and stuff, but if you don't believe in Jesus, don't wait tomorrow. Yeah, don't wait for next not be day. A tomorrow. Exactly right. Um, so if you think that, hey, I'm a good person, you know, my, my good outweighs the bad, um, then it's not always it's not true. And um it's time to, to get your heart to Jesus and to repent of your sins. Yeah. And that's the other part is that you have to repent. You have to know that, that you sinner, failed God and that you have to repent of your sins. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple good books that I have is uh, if you're just going to simply, um, if you haven't been in the Word much, if you don't know a lot of Scripture, if you don't like in-depth stuff, a really good book that I actually taught my uh, teenagers when one of the first years I was there was Not a Fan by Kyle Ottoman. Uh, it'll give you some basis of not just being a fan, but actually being a follower. Um, a fan and, is, and a servant, really. Yeah, a servant. That that is a good point. Is that you have to be a servant. Yeah. Um, a fan is what Kyle Otterman is saying. Is that to be a fan is like I am a true diehard fan of the Tennessee Titans. They yeah. just lost this week, but I can say that I love them. I can say I believe in them, um, but that only goes so far. Um, you have to be an actual servant and give your all to Christ. Um, The second book is if you have studied a lot um, and you really want something that's in-depth, that'll really intrigue your mind and really make you think, a really good uh, author and pastor is Tim Keller, uh, The Reason for God. It's kind of an apologetic book that uh, teaches you all kinds of stuff to defend the faith. Um, But I think unless you have anything else to say...
1: I just, I just really want to urge you guys to really think about what we've talked about tonight, um, and if you have any questions, I we really want you to want you to ask us um, on our Facebook group or page. Uh, there is a place where you can ask questions, so if you have them, ask them. Uh, that's what we want. Um, but yeah, I think we're
0: finished. So yeah, let's... if you guys want to uh, leave a comment, um, also our Taylor's Taylor's Disciples. Uh, if you uh, look at our page, uh, we've already got quite a few people that's liked it. We thank you for that. Yeah. Um, we do hope to grow in the future and, and probably kind of change some things. But um, it is good because there's only a couple of us that are administrators, and we've been through a lot of things. We've done things that we're not proud of, but by the grace of God, he has saved us, and we've repented of our sins. And we know that if there is something that you're going through in life Feel free to converse uh, converse with us. Uh, let us know if you have a prayer request um, that you need somebody to pray for right then and there. Let us know if there's a, a sin that you're going through. A lot of people don't want to come out with their sins. Yeah,
1: we want this to be kind of like a community that we can all pray for each other and we can all support each other. So don't be afraid to, you know, say what you want, uh, ask for prayer requests or anything really. Yeah.
0: And along with the sins, you know, if you, if you want to come and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Hey, I have this problem. Then feel free to uh, to uh, let us private message us, and we'll talk. We'll talk with you. We'll help you out as much as we can. Uh, and to know that you know there's no judgment. and There's also not going to be you know your pastor or your mom or your dad or whoever else is going to hear about it. It will be private, and we'll try to help you as as best as we can.
1: All right, I think we're gonna end it in prayer, and it'll be all good, dearly Father. I just want to thank you for everything you've given us on this earth. I also want to thank you for sending your son especially to save us and to die on the cross. Um, I thank you for giving me and Josh the words to speak tonight. Um, I also pray that you keep us humble, and that you keep this about your glory. Um, and I just thank you for everything you do, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.